This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. I'm Dara, and I am your host for the Dear Hallmark podcast. This is a space all about a brown girl loving Hallmark. You know, I love it all. I love the Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Great American Family, and UpTV. And you're going to hear about it here on this podcast. I bring you news, interviews, and reviews of all your favorite movies from all of those networks. And then at Christmas, we say what's up to Lifetime. Because, you know, they be on their slasher thriller kick (laughs) throughout the rest of the year. Okay. Now, I am so excited that we have our first guest of season three here in the home of dear hallmark with us you guys it was such a pleasure talking with miss Brittany bristow now Brittany is no stranger to the home of dear hallmark i had a chance to talk with her last year about her movie a tale of love where she starred opposite chris mcnally and so we haven't talked this since then but there's definitely been some things that transpired in her life that we had the opportunity to talk about and flush out and honestly especially after meeting her at Rama Drama West Palm Beach it it felt like I was catching up with a friend it was such a beautiful conversation Brittany is such a kind giving and generous person in terms of being generous with herself her energy her time you know so I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Brittany Bristow Brittany, how are you doing? Hi, Dara. I'm so good. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. I've been so excited for this for like days. I know. I'm super excited because last time we had you on, you were talking about A Tale of Love and I enjoyed, but we went a little bit deeper in talking about just kind of how you got into the acting game, your auditioning Mm -hmm. process, kind of all of that. And that ended up like we ended up talking the theme was confidence which I think resonated Mm -hmm. with a lot of people so I want to publicly just say thank you for even sharing um some of your your personal story with us because I think it really resonated with a lot of people so so. thank you so much yeah I had such a fun time chatting with you about all of that stuff last time it was really nice to be able to to have such like a frank conversation about those things so it's lovely thank you Absolutely. Now we're going to get into all that happened in 2022 because you had a a mighty stack of a double whopper of 2022. But before we I get in, before we get into it, I just want to ask you kind of an icebreaker question. What mm-hmm. is a song, an album, or an artist that you just had on repeat right now? 
Oh gosh, right now. <laughs> um, there is a song. What is it called? I'm, can I look it up? I yeah, absolutely. This is an open book test. Right <laughs> okay. Oh, thank goodness. Because let me tell you, I did not fare well on the ones that weren't. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, there is a song. What is it called? Northern Attitude Ooh. by Noah Khan. It's the album, I believe. No. Stick Seasons, the album? It's Northern Attitude by Noah Khan. <laughs> and Stick Season is a part of it. And I don't know if that's the name or the album, but Stick Season, Northern Attitude, Noah Khan. Constant. I cannot stop playing it. I'm a big, like. You know, there's one camp of people who says, yeah, that ah, sounds right. Siri. No. <laughs> what just happened? Siri attacked. Oh. But, like, that was a podcast, apparently. So the open book test, I didn't do so great on either, apparently. Go put my phone over there now. <laughs> Just go listen to that song. What genre is it? I would say like sort of folky, acoustic. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of, I listen, I use Spotify. So I'm, I'm oh, a yeah. big fan of doing like the discover weekly and then finding things yeah. based on genres I've listened to in the past and then compiling like a liked playlist that I just never turn off. Oh yeah. I'm team Spotify all the way. They, they the, I, like yeah. how much they know me, it's scary when they're able to curate these discover weekly playlists or these release radar playlists that i used to stay up till midnight for so that when it dropped on friday it was like christmas like thursday was always christmas eve and then friday at midnight when the release radar playlist dropped i, I mean wait till midnight to listen to it all honestly that sounds like a lovely week <laughs> if christmas is every week not mad about that like <laughs> pretty okay <laughs> I know uh, for me, a song I've had on repeat has been, I've been into jazz a lot lately. And so I've been mm -hmm. listening to this one young lady. Her name is Samara Joy. She's so young, but her voice is like barbecue sauce and gumbo. Like she sounds like Ella Fitzgerald 3.0. It's so beautiful. And, she, um, and she's only 23, which is wild. She has a single called Can't Get Out of This Mood. And it's a chipper song about how I can't get out of this mood. I can't get out of this feeling. And I just find myself humming oh. it or singing it randomly for no I reason at that. all. And I'm so, it's like, I, I, I feel like a big so sister. Much. Yes. Like, she's so cool. She just won her, Um, she was nominated for two Grammys this past, like the Grammys that just took place. And she won both of them. Mm -hmm. Um one for vocal jazz album and then for best new artist of the year. So I was, I was like, go ahead. That's massive. So okay. proud of her. But you, friend, have won awards in my heart for your year of 2022 that you gave us. It was like a quarterly, a quarterly newsletter. We got four <laughs> movies from you last year. And so I want to just recap, kind of go, go through okay. with you these movies that you gave us last year. So when we talked last, we talked about the story of love, which you know. <laughs> how I feel about the story. We know Dara likes it. <laughs> we know about the story of love. Which makes me so happy. Yes. Uh, her co-star in that was one uh, Franco Lopresti. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say about that. And the next movie, which was 
the movie that you came to talk with us about um, at that time, I hadn't seen it yet called A Tale of Love. And your co-star in that was Chris McNally. And can I just tell you, that movie was so darn cute. So oh, darn thank you. cute. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I love making that. I mean, you put me around dogs and I'm just going to have a great time all day. So now remind me, was that your first time work? Well, no, because you were in the Love and Love on Safari movie, weren't you? I was going to say, was that your first time working with animals? But you did the Love and Safari on Safari movie. But was that your first time working with yeah. dogs in that capacity? I think so. Yeah, um, I've done projects where dogs have been in them before, but never to that extent. And really working with the trainers and having that sort of understanding was really was really cool. It was the first time that I'd ever really dove in like that with dogs. So it was, um, yeah, it was fun. Yes. So guys, the story of love aired on Up TV, a tale of love aired on Hallmark. There's a theme here and there's a reason why I'm saying that. So in between your first two movies and your last two movies, we actually got to meet in person at Rama Drama, West Palm Beach. And it was three days of just awesomeness can you talk a little bit about your time at that show because you were actually filming weren't you filming the love club while I was. you were so this was like the perfect the perfect tie-in can you talk a little bit uh about your time at Rama Drama West Palm Beach yeah of course it was a bit of a hectic start for me because I had just finished shooting an overnight and uh got on a plane and went to West Palm Beach, but I had the best time. I mean, I love Rama Drama, um, which I'm now officially saying properly. And I'm very proud of myself because <laughs> let me tell you, getting Roma Drama out of my head and out of my mouth has been a very big <laughs> task. So now I panic. Rama Drama. Yeah, there you has been just such an incredible experience for me both times I've been a part of it. The West Palm Beach experience was like otherworldly. It was amazing. It was such an incredible event. Um, getting to meet everybody was incredible. Getting to meet you in person, like just being able to connect with everybody. And I felt so celebrated and so loved because Dustin, my husband now, and I were um, engaged at the time and we were planning our wedding and everyone was just so supportive and such cheerleaders for us and our love and my life and my career. And I just felt so incredibly celebrated and loved by everyone. And honestly, just getting a chance to interact with everyone. It's just such a fun experience because like, for me, the treat is getting to meet everybody. Like, I just want to hang out with everyone and like yes. sing karaoke. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was so much fun. And I love that, that like, the Rama drama atmosphere is, it doesn't feel like a show. It just feels like you're hanging out and it feels like you're just yeah, exactly. uh, hanging out with your favorite actors that they just happened like for their jobs. They just happen to be yeah. on screens that we watch, you know, like that's, I, I, I love that, that atmosphere. And it was such a yeah, pleasure it, meeting it, you. Never get Yes. oh my god it was such a pleasure meeting you oh you are the queen of 2022 and <laughs> um you guys so after rama drama west palm beach <laughs> she gave us another movie this one was on great american family a royal seaside romance i just have to do this <laughs> and if you're listening i just flipped my imaginary hair because this <laughs> movie I don't know how you do it, but you they're just so darn cute. This was one of like those, <laughs> I want to pinch your cheeks cute. Like it was, it gave me the, like the, the cheesiness in the best way. You know what I mean? Like it gave me like the, the, 
the because it was we were on a seaside we were in a seaside town and it was like we we didn't want the big bad people of the real estate development to come in and modernize it because we like our town the way that it is and while you're trying to deal with that you're also trying to deal with this dude who's rich and he wants a house and you're like but he like why doesn't and he, he just cannot make up his mind he can't make up his mind he's all mysterious he don't want to tell you what he does for work and you're like how am i supposed to find you a house if you won't tell me about yourself and then it comes supposed to know what you want exactly how are you supposed to help me help you i totally get exactly. it exactly and then it comes <laughs> out that he is a prince and you played or not played you acted opposite dan Janot, who people <laughs> some people have been introduced with his past movie that just came out for valentine's day um but he ain't yeah. new to this he's true to this and i just want to talk a little yeah. bit about that because the seaside town that it was set in was gorgeous so can you talk a little bit about that filming process where you filmed and how yeah. just that whole process was yeah, of course. So we actually filmed in Ontario, um, just outside of Toronto in a place called Hamilton, which is coincidentally where we shot pretty much all of the Love Club as well. Oh, wow. um, it's an area that's used a lot for filming. Um, but we had the ability to sort of tap into some of the more natural resources, like the water and stuff. So we did a lot of um, hiking, we were, you know, out by the water and sort of spending a little bit more time in nature, which was really fun. Um, and Dan, and I had such a great time working on that film. I really enjoyed working with him. He's really passionate about what he does and he's very dedicated to his work. Um, and we had a great time and it was really fun too. Like the very first day I got there and the costumes were so fantastic. We had the best costume designer, Alana. She was just incredible. And like, we just had so, so much fun. And then of course, Scott who plays, um, Oh goodness, his name has completely escaped me, but he plays the butler, yes. the dance character. Yeah. He and I had worked on a TV show together when I was like just starting out again at 19. And I worked with him and he played my principal. So when oh. he came to set, I was so excited because it was such a like full circle moment for me. And he's a, an incredibly celebrated actor in Canada um, for his theater work. He does a lot of Shakespeare. Um, and oh. he's like one of the most respected theater actors we have. And so having him be on set with us was just such a joy. Um, we had such such a fun time working on that one. Have you ever? And there's so many like fun little mistake moments, and like I got to really tap into being goofy and kind of yeah, yeah, which is always fun for me. Have you ever taken any of your costumes or your wardrobe home with you, like on any of the sets that you've been on? Sometimes I see if I can. It's not always possible, but every once in a while I do. And I always try to like see if there's one thing I can take as like a souvenir for my character. I'm like, hmm, what yeah. should I be from this one? Yeah. Um, and I think I think I have a a dress or a skirt from that one that Alana gifted me. I was like, I love this one, I'll buy it from you. And she's like, You can just have it. <laughs> I don't remember which one it is, but I have a skirt at home that I I know was from that. Um, but I think I have something else. I also took the fanny pack that I go hiking in because <laughs> for some reason I was in love with it. I was like, this is the thing I would like. Is this blue fanny pack, please? But <laughs> I love that. 
like you have a treasure from each character that you play because mm -hmm. it's it's like a memento of a of a time because I know yeah. you guys have short shoot times but you still build such a relationship and such a bond with the people that you're filming with so I know even having yeah. that memento it'll take you back to that that wonderful time that you had shooting that film so that's really really exactly. cool it's always nice to be able to like have a moment and just go oh fun memories, yeah which is nice now after that ma'am Okay, because this one, <laughs> you didn't prepare me for this one. And I'm a little bit upset because I watched it. And I said, wait, what? You had a Lifetime Christmas movie called Wrapped Up in Love. So if you guys are taking notes, she started off the year on Up TV, The Story of Love. Then she hit Hallmark Channel, A Tale of Love. Then we hit Great American Family with A Royal Seaside Romance. And now we wrap it on up, pun intended, with <laughs> Wrapped Up in Love on Lifetime. So you hit the big four, Brittany Bristow. I don't know what to tell you. You are the queen of 2022. I mean... I don't know what else to say. Like, how does that feel? Like, oh my gosh. all four networks last year—that's pretty wild. It's like getting yeah. a whole house. <laughs> I have to admit, it was pretty crazy. I um, I had no idea that that was going to happen when the year started out. And what's really funny is that um, three of those movies, all of them except for the Hallmark movie, were movies that didn't have a home when we first oh, started filming. So I was okay. making them for a company in Toronto um, that's based out of the States, but has a home in, in Canada as well called okay. Real One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they hired me to do those films. And then after the films were finished, they all sort of got chopped around. And I love that they all found their own little homes. But as a result, I ended up on all of the big four networks um, for these for this genre. And I was just like, how is this real? <laughs> like what is happening? And it was so crazy and I was like, and now we're here and now I'm there and now, oh my gosh and now I'm there and it was just like it was so unreal um but I felt very lucky that so many different places wanted to showcase work that I had been a part of and and that all of the films found a home because that's always you know the the hope at the end of the day so yeah it was it was really wild like I really was it's, I'm still a little in shock can I just say so watching wrapped up in love because I watched it recently I as I was watching your performance, I thought I was like, this is why I like Britney Bristow. I think you just bring such a bubbly charm that's like, dang it, I want to be her. I want to be friends with her. I, like it's I I I just wrapped up in love is probably my favorite of yours. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Like over the story of love. I didn't think I would like the story of like I didn't think anything could beat the story of love, but wrapped oh up gosh. in love. It's my favorite of yours because the way you and is his name Oliver? Am I or Olivia? Olivia, because it's, yeah, it's, it's French, right? Olivia, yeah. the way you and Olivia worked off each other or like your chemistry with each other, I found myself like recoiling in myself, like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. <laughs> I can't take it. Like, you guys were just too cute. And then your character, I just, Oh my gosh, I wanted to give you a hug. Like, I just love the character that you played. This really loves Christmas. So much. Like, cause I, and I really love Christmas. So, like, I found my kinfolk. Like, I found my friend mm -hmm. in you, in that character. 
And I was like, dang, they casted the right one for this. Like, I just really, oh. really enjoyed that movie. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, look on like Amazon or something. Because I don't know, Lifetime doesn't, they don't care about Christmas from uh, December 26th up until November 15th or November 8th, whenever they start. So yeah. it's, you're not going to find it's it on out there somewhere, I'm sure. It's floating in the streaming ether somewhere. But <laughs> exactly. what the... <laughs> What the premise is roughly is you are the vice president of the Emporium, which is this beloved department store in this town. And Olivier's yeah. character, Ben Collins, just comes out of nowhere like a tornado in the night. And he <laughs> is the son of the owner, um, Mr. Collins. I forget yeah. his first name, but Mr. Collins, who's the owner of it. And he, because they're like reestablishing their relationship with each other, he wants... Uh, ben to kind of take the reins because he the the father wants to kind of get out and enjoy the rest of his life and of course there's <laughs> some bumping of heads because he's this like astute businessman who's trying to come in with his pie charts and his suits and all and try to like you know just uh, like bust up the joint with efficacy surveys and all this <laughs> other stuff <laughs> You're like, bro, I just need you to chill. Like, I need you to just understand who these people are, who we are, and then let's go from there. Yeah. But watching the the growth of your relationship, the characters, the growth of your relationship and how you come to want to how you come to love one another. I loved it. It was so pleasant so and fun. beautiful to watch. And I talked Well, I'll have to tell Olivier. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to tell Olivier because top secret not top secret because obviously I'm saying it to whoever's listening <laughs> but um the film I'm working on right now in St. John's Olivier is my co-star again so this one's gonna be fun too <laughs> oh I'm so because I when I tell you I loved you guys together like I loved you guys together and I'm gonna just stop talking because I talk way too much you talk now what was it like no. filming that like what was it like working with him? The Christmas of it all. Your, I first of all, I love the yeah. family too. Like it really felt like that. Like Cliff was your brother. Like I just like everything oh, yeah. worked for me. So what was it like on set? Like did you feel that on set? Like the fam, like the yeah. gelling of it all. Well, it was pretty crazy. So we shot that at like the height of the pandemic, and it was kind of wacky because wow. the the Emporium itself was actually a hotel. Um, two hours outside of Toronto in a place called Kingston, Toronto is like the closest big city to it. Um, second would be Ottawa. So it's sort of like in that in betweeny, um, but it's beautiful. And um, we, we actually all stayed at the hotel, like the whole crew and cast and everyone, but we weren't allowed to leave our rooms because of the pandemic. Like we were getting tested constantly. We had to wear masks all the time. We weren't allowed to like, interact with each other because everybody was so scared that we were going to get COVID and we were like okay we're just gonna like isolate in our rooms and nobody touched me or talked to me yeah. um but what was really fun was so Tara Joshi is one of my best friends on the planet we've been really 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 close friends since we were in our like since I was 20 so for the last 13 years <laughs> we have been very good friends <laughs> and so it was really fun being able to have her play my best friend in the movie because it was like having my confidant, like my true confidant with me. So awesome. And then Olivier and I met, I think now it would be about seven years ago uh, at acting class in New York. So he and I were already really good friends and we'd been talking about how fun it would be to work on something together. 
And then finally we got the chance. And I honestly have to say it was such a fun experience, but I have to give a huge shout out to our director, Michelle, who happens to be the director of the movie I'm working on right now too. Um, because she absolutely killed it. She came in with such an understanding of what she wanted from the characters, of where she wanted the comedy, where she wanted the romance, where she wanted the assertiveness from my character. Yes. Um, she came in with just such a perfect understanding of what she wanted and what the film was. And she ran the set in a way where we all felt like we had the space and the safety to explore and have fun and bring our own ideas. And she was just such a collaborative and wonderful director to have. And so I have to give her huge kudos because she really brought the film to life in a way I almost didn't think was possible just from having read it. I think she really just had this remarkable vision for it and she brought it to life in a way I never could have pictured myself. Um, so she's, she's massively to thank and she created such a fun space for, for us that we just, we just kind of had the freedom to have fun, which was really, really nice. I felt that and I love that and I love this movie and I love you. So <laughs> So let's let's talk about why you're here, the Love Club. Now, it's been so cool because this movie is very unique in that the nature of it, your part is just one out of four installments of the series. And yeah. on top of that, Hallmark Movies Now has been releasing it as a series every Thursday in February. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, I want to focus on your installment, which is called Nicole's Pen Pal. Now, for those who haven't watched it on Hallmark Movies Now and who they may be going into the Hallmark Channel airing of it, mm -hmm. what would you say your installment of the love club is about and kind of give people a little bit of a, a an overview of the love club in general and how your installment yeah goes. so basically all four films have this really unique uh space where they open in the same time period mm -hmm. so it's all of our experiences from this new year's party so when nicole's movie starts we start with her perspective of that party and her experience within it and her experience of her own heartbreak and letdown um and when we meet nicole 10 years later she's the one responsible for sort of bringing the love club back together so that we have stories to follow um with them and she's just been proposed to by someone who really isn't her match, isn't somebody that makes sense for her. Um, and she's somebody that I think a lot of us can relate to in that she's trying to talk herself into loving someone that mm. really isn't the person she's meant to be with, but mm -hmm. she's really scared of ending up on her own and really scared of what it would look like to be, to be in a space where she doesn't have someone. And that's something that she really, really wants for herself. She really believes in love. She really believes that there's a happily ever after for everyone. And she's kind of somebody who's just absolutely not willing to not find it, which to me feels very admirable, but it's really unconventional for yes. what Hallmark has shown previously, because it does explore the idea of this person being so stuck and so uncertain that, you know, she has this person that was a part of her life that she never met, 
when she was in university that she just can't stop thinking about. She had this pen pal and she decides that in order to really understand what it is she wants and what she needs from her life. And if there is something more, she needs to look into that. Um, and so her friends help her and they find a way to find this person and all of the mess ups and hilarity that ensues with finding a mystery pen pal. Um, but I really love the story because I think, and I don't think I'm giving anything away when I say this, I think the biggest part of Nicole's journey actually doesn't have anything to do with the men in her life. Mm. And it has everything to do with her realizing her own value. Mm -hmm. And it has everything to do with her realizing that no one else is going to make her happy. Yeah. That somebody else can affect her happiness, but that she has a lot. And that is also going to be enough. And I love that that is a part of her journey. Mm -hmm. And each of the women who are a part of her life have very different perspectives. Some believe in love in a similar way. Some hold on to love. Some don't believe in love at all. And they all lend their own personal experience within that to her to allow her to grow into the woman that she really deserves to be. Um, so yeah, I'm very proud of the love club. I think it's a really, a really fun, really unique, um, journey into these rom-coms. I like the dynamic of the four of you that you guys mm -hmm. each have different perspectives. And I like that. I think my favorite thing about the series is what you mentioned, how it's we see how the friends meet, but from the perspective of who the movie focuses on at that time. Mm -hmm. So like for for your movie, we see how you guys met from your perspective and what was going on in your life. For Sydney, we see how you guys meet at that party, but from her perspective, same with Lauren. Yeah. And then we still at the yeah. time we're recording this, we still have uh, one more um, to be released yeah. in the in the coming week. But I I what I love is this one is not predictable. This one mm -hmm. definitely turned me on my head because as the story <laughs> went on, I was thinking, okay, so because how um you end up finding your pen pal and then even wanting to say who you are because you're not forthright with your identity because they're or the character Nicole isn't forthright with her identity because mm -hmm. she wants to be sure that this is the person and there there is some shenanigans you know that that goes around that in terms of how she gets there <laughs> how she gets there but I appreciated yeah. that we got like that uh, Nicole revealing and by the time I air this, people, it would have aired on Hallmark Channel, so they would have seen it. But by, by the time you say who you are, we're still very early. <laughs> like, we still got a lot of movie to go. So it's like, normally yeah. that would be something that we wouldn't see till the end, and that would be the source of yeah. conflict, and then they'll have to work through it and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, yeah. you jumped over that hurdle, and then boom. But then we see that uh, your love interest played by Mr. Marcus Rosner, which we'll get into because, I mean, these leading men that you've been getting, Brady, <laughs> dang it. Not so, <laughs> <laughs> so even there's a secret that he has yeah. that is revealed. And I'm like, okay, we still got movie left. Dang, so what's going to happen now? So I just <laughs> loved, like, 
I love the un the unpredict that it wasn't predictable. I really, really appreciated that. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the filming in this? Because all four women yeah. are in all four movies to some like to yeah. a great extent. And so I know that must have been a longer than normal shoot time for these genre of movies. You know, I'm gonna I think surprise you when I say this. It took us three months to shoot all four of them, which is not a lot of time. What? Yeah, that's the face I made with about how much time we were going to have. What? We shot these movies so fast. So we shot my movie first and we shot it in 12 days. And then, uh, well, technically we did 10 and then we shot the university nights and then we went back and I did a day of shooting and then we did 12 days on Sydney's movie and then we had one week off and then we shot um Lauren's movie no I lied we shot Tara's movie and then we shot Lauren's movie um we had to shoot the last two out of order because we were filming during the school year up until the last one um mm -hmm. and there's a kid in Lauren's movie so to make it easiest for scheduling um it's easier for kids uh, just because of the rules based on school and hours and stuff like that. It just made yeah. more sense and it made it way easier on the production if we shot in the summer. Yeah. So we switched those. Um, but yeah, we took three months. Almost exactly. What was that process it was like? Awful. We shot these so fast. And by the end of it, we were all like, we did it? For sure? We don't have any more. And then did you did you have another movie after that? Like, did you shoot Wrapped Up and No, because you shot Wrapped Up in Love during the height of the pandemic. So did you shoot, like, a royal so, seaside romance or, like, what? No, so I shot um, those four from May till August. Um, just we had a, because we had a week off and because of when we started in May and then a couple people got COVID. So it was like, we had to do some, uh, <laughs> when it came to the scheduling, but three months in total, um, 60 days. And then, uh, so when I finished those, Dustin and I finished planning our wedding, got married, went on our honeymoon, came back. And then I went to Colorado to shoot a movie with Rob Mays and Brandon Clark. Yes. And then I came home for Christmas and now I'm in St. John's. <laughs> so it's been a real whirlwind. Let me tell you, I feel like I have not sat still. I don't know where any of my stuff is. We moved. I have no idea where any of my things are, but it's fine because I'm having the best time and I am making movies and I am the happiest person alive. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful, but I'm getting tired just listening to like the schedule. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, I follow... Um, Brandon Clark so I'm familiar with the movie that you shot um I forgot I'm about excited that. that oh my gosh and to think like I'm just so happy and proud of you Brittany like I don't even know what else to say like I'm just so happy that this is your Thank life you. now that you're able to be the leading lady in these movies and then to have them keep coming like the faucet keeps dripping they keep coming and it's so insane yeah like how let's just pause for a minute and check in like how are you feeling <laughs> like how how is it for you that you are doing these movies in abundance at this point it's like I don't even really know if I can put it into words yeah and I know I've, I've like I've, I've said it kind of before but it's one of those things where 
like if 23 year old Brittany mm-hmm. could have had a looking glass, she could have jumped into a pond the way home. Eh. Um, <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. I was like, time travel the way home. Duh. Okay. <laughs> um, if she could have seen me right now, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could have possibly believed it. Mm. Um, Acting has been my dream since I was a little kid. And to know that I'm doing the thing that I love more than anything on the planet and people want to hire me and people are excited to see what I'm working on. It's just like, it's so incredibly surreal and so incredibly strange to me, but like strange in all the best ways. Like I just feel so overwhelmed whenever I really sit down and take a second to like stop and think about it because it's like I just never ever thought that this would be my life in a way and I to know that I'm getting to do this like I don't take a second of it for granted and yeah I get tired and yeah I'm like oh my god I just want to stay at home today I'm sleepy but then I get set and I'm like I'm I'm making a movie (laughs) (laughs) like people laugh at me all the time because I'm like guys they're like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> so <really> happy. <laughs> Did you read the script? Do you see this? Oh yeah, have a great day. They're like, okay, puppy. Like, please go to the corner. We're gonna teach you how to go for a walk later. It's fine. But like, I get so excited and I love it so much. And I just, I love to dive in and I love to do the work. And I'm just like, I just love it. And I, I can't believe that I'm doing this for real. I keep like, somebody's going to wake me up at some point. Right. (laughs) I I just love that, that your dreams are like your reality now. And it like, yes, there is a a work ethic to it, but the fact that you love it and you're so passionate about it. And I think that's what I felt in wrapped up in love. Like when I was watching it, I was like, this woman right here, (laughs) like I, Literally, like I was twisting my hair and then I would look, I was like, oh gosh, and I would twist my hair. It's y'all, I know we're supposed to be talking about the love club, but wrapped up in love. Like, I just need y'all to watch it, please. But back to the love club. (laughs) Let me get on topic here. Back to the love club, though. Um, Could you tell, like, if there was one scene that you would want the people to just kind of zero in like okay they may be twisting their hair or doing their taxes or paying bills while they're watching this but you're like "Uh uh-uh I need you to focus in right here and look at the screen for this scene or a few scenes what would you say are those scenes that people really need to check in for uh for the your your installment of the love club there's a really beautiful scene part of the way through the film where my character is really second guessing herself and having a really difficult time. And it's, um, it's sort of like a two-parter scene, but I'm sitting with all of the girls and they're sort of encouraging me and, and giving me a chance to sort of vocalize how I'm, how I've been feeling and just really seeing myself. And then everybody leaves and um, Lily Gao who plays Sydney stays with me. And she talks to me about her own experience in love. And there's something really profound about that scene to me. I think there's something really honest about it. And I think that's something that stands out to me about these films is they feel really 
truthful in that like I mm. feel whether you can identify with Nicole or Sydney or Lauren or Tara, I feel like everybody's had a moment in their life where they've been in one of those four women's shoes mm-hmm. and, or they've been the person giving the advice to somebody who's navigating a situation like the women are in these films. And it was just a really beautiful moment where it felt really tender and you can really feel the friendship between all four of them. And then that moment that's so quiet and simple, it's really beautiful. And um, there's also just, I don't know, I think the opening, like it's, I know it plays in all four films and I know it's right at the beginning. So like, I'm not asking you to keep your attention for very long, but <laughs> but it is like, it's such a fun opening because I think it's a moment that shows just how easily people can be there for each other if they choose to be. Mm. Um, because in these films, like my character has never met Tara before. She has no idea who she is. She's some random girl talking to her from the other side of the street, but like mm-hmm. they, they choose each other. And I think there's something really beautiful about that because I think, you know, as we get older, both men and women, we choose our friendships. We choose the people that we love. We choose the people we keep around. And what's beautiful about these films is beyond the men, beyond whatever, these women are fighting for things that they care about for their careers. They're, they're showing their independence and their strength and their ability to push forward for themselves and what it is that they do but it's also showing the support of the people around them who help them figure that out. So I think all of the scenes where you see us together and those moments where you really feel the friendship, those are the moments for me that are really strong and really beautiful because they are those moments where the friendships, they're just, they're the core of all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I really like about these movies. So I would say the scenes for me are, are, I mean, it's hard to pick, but like that opening is beautiful. And then just like all the scenes where we're all together. Awesome. Just watch all of it. Just watch the and whole like, level. Okay. <laughs> so what also was... the dinner scene. The dinner scene. the dinner scene. Or the massage scene. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Yes. It's real funny. Yeah. I think it's really funny. Yes, y'all. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't seen it. Please, hopefully you DVR'd it, but if not, go to Hallmark Movies now so you can know exactly what yeah. scene we're talking about because that is <laughs> that is some hilarity because it's just like, wait, what? What is happening? <laughs> oh my well, God. A funny story about that scene um, at the end of it, after the scene has finished and I am leaving the place where the massage happens. Yeah. Again, no spoilers here. <laughs> I was walking quite quickly and I ran into the camera with my face. I just need the world to know that like I might look cute in that scene but I smashed my whole head into the camera while walking so that's cute how how long did it take the crew to like reset a couple minutes everybody was a little like are you okay? I was like, I don't care about me and the camera. The camera's expensive. Like, can we check on it? Did I rattle anything in there? Um, but yeah, I full I full smashed my whole face, like nose and all, into the camera. That's like a, a real grown up, like need. a real professional. Yes, that's a blooper that we need. My credit, I was turning around, but like oh, oh. still. 
then no but that i feel like that that's the difference like if you're just walking straight on but if you turned around and then just like kissed it then i yeah like like just (laughs) smash the camera shook it was very funny now i still want that footage anybody out there can get me that footage please we need that i want the footage of me running into camera with my head yes we need that blooper in our lives we do but um what was it like shooting your movie first being um nicole being the leading lady and then being the supportive friend in the other three movies coming from the perspective that your your love story you know has ended but also began because of um another you know love that has come into your life but um what was it like because of the sequence in which you shot the movies what was that like from I don't know if you want to speak from a personal or character perspective or what but going Mm -hmm. from that idea of being the leading lady finding your love and then being the supportive friend who's already found that love in the other three movies yeah it was really fun for me um I found it was really cool because you know I've I've loved all of the opportunities I've had to be a supporting um, friend in in these films. And there's such a power to it and so much fun to be had with it. And I think, mm-hmm. um, especially in these movies, there's so much opportunity to have fun with it. And what was really cool was, you know, so often these movies end and you know that there was this ending, but then you never experience anything beyond that. And what was really interesting was I think Nicole goes through quite a transformation in the film in terms of her perspective and what she wants, but she's still who she is. She still believes mm-hmm. in the happily ever after. She still wants that. She still has all of those dreams for herself and for the people that she loves. And knowing that she has this changed perspective and this changed reality of what her life looks like now mm-hmm. It lends itself to be just as hopeful, if not more hopeful for her friends, but also the transition of her character continues to grow, which is really fun because Mm -hmm. I got to sort of develop this person and then mature her and then live in this new mature space of like what that looks like while still having that like young kid hopefulness. Yeah. So it was really fun to feel like I got to grow with the character. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna sneeze. Uh-huh. It's okay. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you. That's okay. Came out of nowhere. No, that's okay. I do that all the time. I yeah. I'm sneezy. Sneeze. Yeah, I'm sneezy the dwarf from the Seven Doors. So that is me. But uh, Brittany Bristow, my gosh, the time has flown by. I just want to thank you so much for coming back to the oh home goodness. of Dear Hallmark. The door is always open for you. In it's fact, a happy place for me. There's Tupperware so. with your name on it, engraved, so you can take food however much whatever <laughs> you want. Um, <laughs> but before I let you go, go, I just want to give you the opportunity to just have the last word here and say whatever it is you want to say to the viewers uh, and the listeners here. Um, I hope that this year has started with hopefulness and excitement for what's to come. I think the last couple of years have been hard for a lot of us. Um, and I think my, my thing I would like to say to everyone is just keep believing that happiness is out there. Keep hoping because, you know, a lot of things can affect us, but our hope 
can never die if we if we mm. keep putting it out there. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things we have. So keep being hopeful, keep being happy and um, be kind to yourself. Yes. Well, you heard it here first, you guys. Her name is Brittany Bristow. I'm Dara for Dear Hallmark. Uh, there's links and stuff in the description if you want to, you know, fool around and see what Dear Hallmark is all about. But be sure to watch The Love Club, Nicole's Pen Pal, if you haven't already. And then after that, you want to see what happens next. Watch the other three that are on Hallmark yeah. movies now. So, Brittany, I, I want to say thank you again such a pleasure and you guys i will talk to you all in the next episode ciao my friend